Two minutes before four o'clock, this is SFM Sound Awake. On our poll question, do you believe that school uniforms should have one standardized price? Smulele Mfundisi on Twitter says, Good morning, Sis Asa. I do agree that the price of school uniforms must be standardized. I once bought a student price shirt for 250 rand. Yeah, it's costly, hey, the school thing. Okay, let's discuss trending topics. Trending news right now. Let's look at what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours. Joined again this week by Ade Kunle Owolabi, social commentator, joining us from uh, Dubai. How are you today, Ade? I'm doing good. And I'm yourself. We, we so are well. I had a chilly morning in the UAE today. You are? Sorry? It is quite a chilly uh, morning today. So quite a bit um, cold. It's it's chilly. You sound a bit faint, Ade. I don't know if maybe you can come closer to your mouthpiece uh, so we can hear you clearly. Is it better now? Yes, it's, that's, uh, that's better. That's better. better. I don't know. This okay. summer is quite different this year because okay. even on this side in Johannesburg, if I, in fact, there's been lots of rain and it's been quite chilly in this side as well of things. It's, it's a weird summer, this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we have to enjoy it um, while it lasts. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's uh, talk hashtag Zandile Mafe today, talking about the parliament fire suspect charged uh, with uh, terrorism now. Uh, let's backtrack in terms of what we know about uh, this particular gentleman, Zandile Mafe, 49 years old from Kailicha. What else do we need to remember about him? Um, it's, uh, the, the, the Mafe is um, it's, it's an unfortunate um, um, situation, um, and he's getting quite a lot of um, sympathizers. And like we've seen, the crowd gathered at the, at the outside of court protesting that it should be released. And of course, he's, um, he's presumed um, innocent until he's proven guilty. But the way he's been presented in in, uh, in the court like it is he's guilty and he needs to prove his innocence and we can also see um, from what the, the, the state is actually subjecting it to a psychiatric um, evaluation and, and people think it is not um, actually ideal as also his lawyers also argued that um, they do not think he's, he's subjected uh, to that. And it's someone that if they felt like he's not being treated as um, as a normal citizen, that the state is a bit too harsh and a bit um, um, different approach to this uh, particular case. So that is um, why the hashtag Parliament Fire has been trending and it's... Um, quite a lot of information to gather from different mixed reactions from, from the people. So this was his second appearance, this one that we're speaking about on yesterday, on Tuesday. And it emerged then that he's yes. been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia before his uh, first court appearance. So I'm wondering why now uh, that was not weighted in terms of getting more information on that diagnosis before he appeared for the second appearance yesterday. Exactly, uh, Sandra, and and that is also 
um, what his lawyer has also um, shared to the media, that they were caught by surprise um, when the states um, announced their intention to have him admitted for a psychiatric assessment. So it, it is something that then they felt like um, this was also decided uh, without his lawyer being present. So this is something that is beginning to sound like a conspiracy theory as one of the tweets that I picked up. And and that tweet got a lot of likes and a lot of retweets and people started asking questions about the legitimacy of the decision by the state court. Of course, this is the law and we cannot question it. And it's now getting into the court of public opinion and having different comments about this, like especially um, this evaluation having been decided upon without him having a legal representation around him. So that evaluation would be 30 days then, that psychiatric evaluation. However, in the meantime, he does have the charges that are six now against him with this new one uh, added of terrorism. Do you think uh, more charges could come to the fore? Yes, um, there there could be more charges be be added to it because um, because there's quite a lot of this particular story is of interest to the international uh, community as well as people are raising eyebrows about how can a, a national key point be on the fire just like that and no one picked it up and and the, the, the parliament is not in an isolated location. It is there in the city center. So everyone is actually looking at this, and, and more questions have been asked about if South Africa really is the, our security in South Africa, is it that poor? And yes, um, him being charged with terrorism, it's also something, but and in, in the legal terms, motive is also critical. It's also part important. And, and people are asking the question, what is Zandale Mafia's motive? What does he stand to gain? Is he working alone? Is he working with other people? And, and mind you, this, this is something that people are asking and genuinely asking they want to know. And we should also, not also put attention on the sister titles, not just the ones that came to the courts of protest and but also the ones online on social media. Everyone is throwing their weight behind them, and it's becoming an interesting um, case of public interest and international interest. We can only hope his bail application will be granted as the legal monitoring um, and Dalin uh, Pofu joined the, the, the legal uh, squad. It's also becoming interesting and, and quite sensational. And but above all, we should also know that there's the life of a man on the line here, and we shouldn't really um, uh, sensationalize this case, but also look at Zandelet Maifei's uh, life, identity, his life, his whole life is on the line here, and these are not lightweight charges; these are quite big charges, and and it's quite important that it's legal. Um, um, team uh, standing for him in this um, uh, case. 
Well, as you say, Advocate Dalimpofu has come on record as senior counsel for MAFE, and he's assured that he will uh, apply for bail on behalf of the alleged arsonist, now also te- uh, you know, a terrorist, uh, allegedly. Uh, will he be able to do this while the state is waiting for that 30-day psychiatric evaluation, or can Advocate Dalimpofu go ahead with that bail application? I think looking at the the, the situation, he, he he has a good chance of getting a bill, and I mean, provided that they can meet the bill conditions and getting a bill for a terrorism terrorism um, suspect is not always quite easy. But I believe Alan Pufu is is a highly um, respected and experienced lawyer. And knowing the, the caliber of cases that he has dealt with, and if it, if I think he can get um, get in the bill, and telling Mafia Mafia is is um, is it needs to be of course restricted to Cape Town prior to his next appearance, and um, that is quite critical as well. And um, I can only wish them all the best in that appeal uh, application. But uh, it's something that you can give it a give it a shot and see how it turns out to be. Right. In addition, I mean, linked to the story is also the damage that's uh, been caused uh, due to that fire, estimated at about one billion rand, according to news reports. There's also reports that there is no insurance, so this will be taxpayers' bills that are, are taking care of this. What do you make of that? It, this parliament fire has brought quite a lot of um, um, ripple effect in different conversations that have come up on, on social media. And, and, and as I said before, in international community, I am not also saying that we should do it, things differently because of the international community. Of course, the South African citizens' interest comes first. And it, this is something I'm knowing that also we learned that uh, the fire... Um, system wasn't serviced and as well, and getting to look at the compliance of a few amenities at the parliament, and this is the first. This is a critical uh, place for where the lawmakers get seats and 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 rule the country. And the question is how much of uh, many things have been overlooked in in the country. And, and as we said, another message, reaction that people are saying, this comes as quite convenient for this um, document to have been destroyed, knowing that uh, the state capture report was also coming true. And we were supposed to also have the state of the nation address next month as well. This is quite a lot of uh, questions and convenience and the, the, the relevance of it. Of course, I'm not trying to spin uh, a conspiracy theory here, but it's beginning to look like one if we look at it in another um, angle. Yes. Let's uh, talk hashtag Lindy Wessesulu now moving on from that one. It's a developing story. I'm sure we'll talk about it again uh, in, as time goes. So social media is hitting back at uh, Lindy Wessesulu. She made some statements on poverty, and these uh, statements have drawn mixed reaction Online, what was the main thing of what you are saying? Um, it's, so it's an, it's um, 
it's quite um, a heavy comment, if I'll put it that, if I'll describe it that way. And the, the comment about how the constitution has actually made people to be in poverty, it is it has been been condemned, I believe, by the presidency in the in the country, and quite a lot of people are not happy and not um, agreeing in, in what you said. And I mean, politically, we we with something that um, that is a bit, uh, you know, the the difference between the the comment from the people and and the people in government are actually sort of aligned in a way. Because why would she? The question is why would they come in as, as reckless uh, as that could be um, shared in the first place? And what is and she saying exactly? Is, she's talking about poverty. What exactly is she saying? Yes. If I if I were to to quote her, and and the the, the buzzword there around what she said is how. The constitution that the people are supposed to protect, to protect people, is actually kept them in in, in poverty. And okay, the constitution to something that is uh, yes. Okay. And I mean, she says this was this was what she she. This is something that she has said that in her personal capacity, and but of course she's entitled to, to our opinion, and and it, it, and people are not just happy with that. Um, uh, My understanding is also she's dating this back to times of colonialism, and we know the effect that that's had, and, and citing that that is still economic. But I'm wondering why people are just taking the part where it talks about the uh, Constitution, but not the history that she cites in terms of how we got to where we are when she speaks about uh, po- uh, poverty that we are seeing, and, and even calling it a robbery of other people's land and resources, this colonialism, and then resulting in exploitation. We know that that's what happens, and we know that that's what's been happening. These conversations have been had before. Why do you think she's receiving backlash for citing what's already actually been discussed? Um, I think the, one of the reasons why she's getting the, the backlash also is because of the context of the of the message. Knowing that she's been an MP for a very long time, she's in the top executive in the ANC, and people think the comment could be hypocritical because the ANC has not really delivered on their promises. And in fact, she the thing she's also could be part of the reason at ANC or the, the state of the country, it is where it is at the moment. So I think that's one of the reasons why the, the comment wasn't received properly and and government has also distanced themselves around it. But uh, as I said, he, she, she has um, opinion and we could also try to look at it in different ways and I don't think the comment is, is actually as, uh, as, as bad as as people see it, but of course, it, it's a quite sensitive uh, comment, and and it wasn't received well. Well, there must be some who have received it well, and and those who have, what are they saying? What are they liking about what she expressed? Yes, I mean, those that have received the, the comment well, they they think she's 
his rights, they think she's spot on, and they also think that at this day, at this point in time, in fact, they, some even saying, are we going to get the, the land this year? Are we, are we, or at least we have someone that understands our pain, we have someone that understands our views. There was quite a lot of a lot of memes and humor around around this comment as well. Like at least we came somewhere after 300 years of colonial laws in, in the country, and, and and quite a lot of you know different reactions towards it. And it's it's I think it is something that actually um, open up a lot of uh, um, reactions, and people are just just not some well some could not even make much out of it, but just the the reaction from the government tried to dampen the the, the the message, but it didn't really work, and the message was already out there, and, and, and South Africa was, they would just have to react to it. Mm. Let's move to hashtag Angie Mutshecha now, Minister of Basic Education, providing an update on uh, matric results and also just telling us what to expect in the year of 2022, the school year. Uh, some provinces, the main ones today, are opening, except uh, for four, which are going to be opening next week, Wednesday. Well, ready or not, here we are. Yes, it's... Um the, um, the, I mean, I have worked on this, um, personally worked on this metric um, resource system for like two years, I think, the past two years, if I'm correct. And it's just a new development having to to hear that it will not be published in the public platforms in the country. And it, I think the minister had uh, days with some sort of... Uh, Understanding around that, and people needs to people needs to um, understand it. It's a new norm. It's a new way of doing of mm. doing things. And the the Poppy Act is actually quite a it's a law that um, government needs to also lead by example and and, and follow it as well. Of course, it would be a bit of inconvenience to having to to go to your school to get your result. Because as South Africans are used to checking the newspaper, checking online, and quite a lot of public platforms have sort of digitized this way of getting the results, I do not think it is something that is uh, that uh, complicated. They we just have to adjust to it, and 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 it's, and I think we need to understand the Copy Act, and and I think everyone else out there needs to begin to respect that law and adopt it into their businesses or into their systems of, of operation. So it is a good mm-hmm. call from, from the minister to have actually adopted that. Yes, and one of the key issues being COVID-19 restrictions that are going to remain in place, uh, and that includes a rotational timetabling, which was already introduced. But some are against this rotational timetabling. Why? Um, it, at the moment, it's one of the methods that that works and that we think would be able to to, to, to help. And and of course, some schools have um, different levels of resources in in um, addressing the providing ways of getting people to comply with um, 
the coronavirus protocols and all sort of things. But I, I, I think it's something that um, they can work around and having certain numbers of people at certain hours and if people have to book, they have to book to be there at certain times. Of course, we can also deal, uh, they can create different ways of getting this to work. But it would, it's something that um, we have to uh, adjust to. And, and also, of course, coronavirus is very much around in our lives and they have to find a way to, to, to make it work, I believe. Another key point, I mean, is vaccination plans and the minister, you know, talking about that needing to be increased in terms of numbers of vaccinated children at school and teachers, uh, educators as well. Do you think, I mean, those concerns that were raised last year, the parental concerns that their children would be vaccinated without their permission might be an impediment to this plan of getting as many vaccinated in schools? Um, yes, that that's also one of the, could be one of the concerns as well. Of course, they can vaccine vaccinate um, um, children of, of underage children um, that are without the current consent. Of course, and and we still have quite a reasonable amount of um, of people of the population of people who are not ready to to vaccinate. Um, themselves yet, and of course we view that as as a, as an issue, as a challenge. As South Africa wants to get everyone vaccinated, and we believe the more vaccinated we get, um, the, the more we can get to have a herd immunity of, of, of uh, immunity rather of people, and so that we, we can serve greater chances of beating the the, the virus and and it's, it's also sort of like a sort of setback. Government is really trying with their campaign and they also have incentives that have been provided and prizes and all sort of campaign have been pushed out there to let people understand that the vaccine is not harmful and debunking also of need and 5G related issues surrounding the vaccine, DNA being changed, and all sort of um, messages that are out there. So the government is they need to keep trying, they need to keep pushing. Um, I wouldn't say push, they need to sort of encourage people to begin to look at um, the need for them to be vaccinated. And different variances are also out there as well. And these these are um, things that uh, this is, we don't know which other variant could come tomorrow. Even today, we do not know. And um, it is quite important that and, and children also that are of age could get the, the vaccine as well. It will, it will actually help the, the, the fight on the battle. We, we've actually been trying so hard. Knowing South Africa was one of the countries that was um, that was uh, that got the most um, um, the kind of death infections on the continent. On another keynote, matric marks the announcement there that matric exam results will no longer be published publicly on media platforms in line with the Protection of Personal Information Act. Do you think the minister on that point could have also announced or made some sort of comment on the call by one SA movement for the 30% matric pass rate to be increased to 50%? Um, absolutely, that that's also could have been um, 
another opportunity for, for, for the minister to have addressed that. And, and knowing that we've seen quite um, a few uh, opposition party and, and uh, make throwing um, politic uh, comments around that. They think that the, the MAC should be should have been increased, and but of course um, that the the minister could have seen as a criticism, no more criticism from opposition parties. But that was another an opportunity for the minister to address that, but it didn't happen. In fact, we are was actually um, following that um, press release and taking notes and about what what should we expect and from this um, um, this uh, conference, but it was something that probably they weren't interested in it or they were in they were actually out there for for a different uh, reason. But um, I, I know that um, it is a conversation that might do need to come up again regarding this and matrix comes every year and we hope maybe the the DBE can look into this in, in another time. Okay, uh, the two matters that are court applications that are, uh, are being heard before the Peter Marinsburg High Court by the late Zulu Monarch's family, and this is uh, from yesterday, continuing on to today. What are these two major issues, the two court applications being brought before the Peter Marinsburg High Court by the late Zulu Monarch's family? If you can just remind us. Yes, um, the, the battle for this Zulu throne is it's a quite tough one. If um, some people describe it as a fierce argument that um, that was held in in the um, high court in Peter Marisberg. of course, it's, it's we were not expecting this to happen. And um, I mean, Queen de Bongile, um requested um, the court to rule as this as a potential uh, conflict of interest. And and, uh, and and I couldn't understand why why would she have requested for that and and this issue that is going on in the court and I it's been the the question has been thrown out of court but I do not think the family would would uh, bow down because they they are not going down without a fight and they need to really prove this that she was the only um, legally married wife to the to the late Zulu king and fighting over the estate of the king it's actually something that has not been received well as well with the people they thought this is something that could have been discussed internally in the in the royal family and showing that believe this is insulting the the memory of the late Zulu king and it's a it's a quite um it's a quite um, unfortunate situation, and but they have a legitimacy to fight for this, and the the, the daughters as well they are in support of the queen, and they still want to take this up even though the the, the court papers they said um, this is this, they do not have um, have a case here, and um, it's just something that. Um, We'll just have to wait and see what is their next um, card is going to be like when they file another uh, another um, appeal, if I'll call it that way. 
Yes, and uh, we will have to wait and see because there are five contentions then in terms of opposing those applications, those two main applications, key points that have been given uh, from King Misuzulu's defense team. We'll forward, uh, well, we'll wait and see, as you say. Hashtag Kachisorabada, let's end on good news. The Proteus Fast Bowler making uh, or celebrating a special landmark this week. What's happening? Yes, um, I would say Kachisorabada is, is one of the, the wonder, uh, wonders, or if I would say the seventh or the eighth wonder in South Africa, and is getting quite a lot of attention. And in fact, even here in the in the UAE, we following him, and it's our pride. And he did say that is nowhere done, and it's, it's I mean it's a milestone playing his fiftieth uh, test match, and it's it's actually um he, he's hoping to serve the country for a very long time, and he's only just getting started. So it's it's, it's quite um interesting interesting uh, one for South Africa. And um, and also as much as about taking wickets, you know, it's 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 about being the best for him, the best that he can be. And he said there's no limit to that. And he doesn't feel like he's nowhere done. So that's what he said. And he's, he's enjoying the game. He's having a good time, and it's, it's making South Africa uh, proud. So it's we we we're quite um, happy and. And um, it's not an Indian, it's not an easy team. They're quite a, one of the strongest teams in Calcutta. They're not, they, they're quite good. So it's, it's a quite a, it's a good, it's a good day for the cricket in South Africa. Well, let's leave it there, uh, celebrating with him there, Gatri. So great stuff there, 26 year old. Thanks uh, for joining us again, uh, Ade Kunle. Thank you. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Hopefully it will get warmer. We need summer back (laughs) for both uh, the UAE (laughs) and South Africa. Yes, awesome. Adekunle Owalabi, social commentator, joining us from Abu Dhabi there. Uh, in case you're wondering why there's also sometimes some delays in terms of our communication and responses. Okay, so we talked uh, social media trends in the last 24 hours, trending topics. Some of your messages so far this morning, uh, Tabo in Soweto on SMS is saying, being kind to yourself is vital to healing and resilience. It is through profound self-reflection and being kind and compassionate to yourself that you can honestly self-correct and take yourself on the path to healing and make new beginnings. Thank you, Tabo. Tapo Deepak Kladi in Soweto. Thanks, babe, for always uh, giving us and sharing us your pearls of wisdom with us. Kathy saying also, uh, sound awake, if our government is serious about cutting costs, you do not start with security and insurance. Look at three tiers of government, bloated in numbers and paid salaries way above market rates and not value for money. All right, that's, uh, I guess, on our poll question there. Uh, Robert in Greytown saying the uniforms must have one prize. Good morning, Asanda and the team. Happy Wednesday. And we asked, do you believe that school uniforms should have one standardized prize? Uh, and then we asked you to elaborate, Maswabi, in Bloemfontein. I wasn't getting uh, clear in terms of what you were saying in your response. So let's take a listen to what you have to say, fam.